0: This episode of the Fast Brackets Podcast is brought to you by timeslipcharts.com. It is mobile-friendly logbook and analysis. You can quickly enter, view, and analyze your runs from your phone or PC. Analyze your season, recognize your trends, and catch your weaknesses quickly at timeslipcharts.com. It's a cloud-based logbook that you can use anytime to track your logs, get advanced stats and use those analytics to improve your performance. Welcome to the Fast Brackets Podcast, where we highlight the cars and stars of top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. I am your host, Rex Simmermaker, coming to you from the heart of Indianapolis, the racing capital of the world. Welcome to the show. Guys, girls, it is episode number 28. It is the fourth week of Rocktober. Um, It is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, so to honor that great mission, we are doing a ladies episode today. Um, hey Rob that I like that. Yes, break it down. That is perfect. Um, it is ladies' night and the feelings right. Nicely done, good sir. Um, that's why he's the best podcast producer in all of top sportsmen and top dragster podcasting. Nicely done, Rob. Um, Hey, you know, and I know that breast cancer awareness is very important. Um, And lots of people are doing things this month to kind of highlight that. I mean, Jed Coughlin has painted his pro stock car pink. Uh, The PDRA painted their starting line pink uh, to show some sport. And we all likely know someone who has been affected. It's very serious stuff. I mean, our mothers, sisters, wives, daughters, um, all could be affected. So, uh, you know, we need to gain some awareness out there. And, and, you know, I, before we get, I do not want to have any of this. I do not want to have um, anybody starting already. Cause I know where it's coming from. I already can see this happening already. Do not uh, tweet at me. Do not Facebook messages. Do not email me about how you have personally been trying to eradicate the problem of breast cancer every weekend uh, with women that maybe you know or you've just met. Um, And don't tell me, "Uh, Rex, uh, I've been doing this without a medical degree. So you can just save it. Um, We don't need any of that. Um, Just know that we've got uh, to kind of highlight breast cancer awareness. We've got a couple of uh, female drivers who have um, incredible great starts to their uh, young driving careers, and we're happy to have them on today. Um, Also, uh, I told you last week that I would be happy to assist in making – uh, some Halloween costume suggestions to you. Halloween is coming up. It is absolutely the greatest holiday for adults ever. Uh, New Year's New Year's Eve is pretty close, uh, but Halloween is the GOAT uh, for sure. Lots of things happen on Halloween. It's great if you've got kids. Uh, you get to see the joy that they have in dressing up as their favorite superhero or character, whatever that might be. Um, If you do not have kids, you get to dress up as your favorite superhero or character, and you get to drink until you think you have those superpowers. Um, But I have an especially special skill, and typically I never give away uh, my skills, nor should you um, if you're really good at it without getting paid. But because you guys are all part of Fast Brackets Nation, I'm going to do this for you. Uh, Hit me up if you're trying to decide between two costumes or if you have a party to go to and you don't know what you should go as, let me know. Um, I am very skilled in this uh, category and I'm happy to relay those skills to you for free. Um, But if you can, uh, I'm going to give all of you guys out there some advice. If you can... And you can spare not having a voice for the next two days after the party. Go as the nature boy, Ric Flair. You should do that. Um, The costume is super easy. Um, You just get a blonde wig. You get yourself a nice big Rolex. You get yourself a nice big belt. Put on a jacket and you start styling and profiling like only he can. Um, You will get the woo! Every time you walk into a room um, and you will have the best night of your life. I promise you that is guaranteed because that's what Ric Flair does. And your best night is like a Tuesday for him, but uh, it is very, very worth it. Um, He's the world champ for a reason. That is why we love him. We love the champions here at Fast Brackets Nation. Take my word for it. It is absolutely the best time of your life. Woo. Um, all right. We've got a couple great guests this week. Uh, the ladies are stealing the show. We have Brooke Warren Foley um, with us today. She is a top dragster champion and she has been on a hot streak the end of the season. Um, we also have Brianna Weens. Um, she is a top dragster standout um, out in the Vegas area. I cannot wait to have them on today. So let's go ahead and do it. Let's get to doing whatever it is that you do while you're listening to the show. Change the oil, clean the shop, load into the rig, whatever it is you do. I'm going to get my helmet on. I'm going to get strapped in because here we go. All right, let's make a pass. Let's get them hot. Let's put it in the water box. Um, And guys, girls, I will tell you, the conversation Um, We've had over the last couple of weeks about potentially getting more granular in the weight limits for the top sportsman classes has gotten some serious run. Um, We will get a guest on here in the next few weeks to discuss this in even greater detail. So if you have some thoughts on um, if there should be weight added uh, for some power adders and engine sizes, the time to get in is now. Uh, but at this point, I stand with what I've discussed in earlier episodes in that we should get rid of all the weight breaks, etc. Um, and, I, and I would say, um, like I say, go even one step further, potentially, if you want to spray it on top of a turbo setup, get to it. Nothing, uh, do not let me stand in your way. Um, you know, I mean, because get in however you need to get it done because ultimately then it's a bracket race starting in the first round. So, um, and I will say this, I'll go even one step further, um, that, you know, the, this issue is primarily on the, uh, top sportsman side. Um, top dragster has decidedly already agreed that it's going to be a 610 index race, at least in Division three for now. and the others are not that far behind. Um, the systems and the engine combos are getting right to that point. So assuming that we wanted to make it easier to participate, not harder, um, and easier for uh, the administration to manage, uh, not harder, um, we could argue that we should be moving the index for the top sportsman group up um, for the guys and girls there to let's call it 650 or 660 instead of 610. Um, they're essentially four tenths to a half a second slower at least uh, due to the weight and drag coefficient anyway, um, and it would make all the top sportsmen guys and girls – play the same game as the TD guys and girls are doing right now um, you know assuming that uh, the index was 660 or 650 somewhere in that range for top sportsman we would have the exact same games that top dragster is having um, at least in division three. I know that sounds counterintuitive um, but I just don't see how making the association do more monitoring, is a good idea for any of us. Um, I think less is better. Let the monitoring be the system, uh, the breakout system that we have in place for bracket racing, and let that do the work. Otherwise, get after it. Okay, let's put it in the beams. Presented by thisisbracketracing.com in the left lane. We have a former junior dragster standout who won a track championship at the Harald Dust Strip in Vegas. She has been to three final rounds in her short top dragster career. She's finished in the top 10 in top dragster in division seven last year from Las Vegas, Nevada. Welcome to the show. Brianna Weens. Brianna, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good today. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Um, Hey, you have had a, an incredible start in your young career. Um, but, uh, can you take us back a little bit and tell us how, um, how you get started in drag racing?
1: So, um, my dad has been going to the races, like the Vegas nationals since before I was born. So I've naturally been around racing like all my life. And, uh, My dad actually got a super gas car when I was around 13-ish, and I was so interested in wanting to help him and just started getting really interested in racing, and he surprised me with my own junior when I was about 14, so I started racing that, and then when I was about 16, I licensed in a dragster and raced local super pro races since then, and then I started top dragster racing the past two years,
0: and and just tell our listeners how old you are right now, Brianna.
1: Right now, I am twenty. Okay, so it's pretty young compared to the others.
0: So you've had a pretty rapid, um, you know, uh, escalation here. You went from juniors to the 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 dragster to a top dragster car in a matter of six years. That's very very impressive.
1: Yeah, it did go pretty fast. I was kind of nervous to go as fast as I have so far.
0: But you you got over that pretty quickly, is that right?
1: Yeah, I still, I mean, I'm only going 660 right now, and my dad wants me to go about, like, 630s, and I don't know if I'm ready for it yet. So I'm still getting there.
0: That's still moving. six sixty. To say only 660s is, uh, <laughs> is incredible, yeah. Well, um, tell us about that 660 car. What uh, what can you tell us about from the power plant standpoint?
1: Um, so it's a 540 blower car. Um, yeah, the the fastest I've gone is 660, but that's with the 48 pulley on it. So it definitely has a lot more power that it can can go. Gotcha. Um, that's the car that I mainly race. I also have a a 615 dragster that is, has nitrous on it that we've raced a few times in top dragster.
0: Okay. And what type of chassis do you run, Brianna?
1: Um it's a it's a race tech.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, we know we know Kellen pretty well. Um and is that's a suspended car, right?
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: So you've got the big blower back there and um you're babying it right now, only going six sixties.
1: Yeah. I mean, we I've wanted to turn it up a little bit, but I don't I don't know if I'm ready for that yet.
0: Well, and I've not raced in Vegas, but um, that's your home track, and uh, my understanding is that can be can be from time to time. You get a lot of crosswind out there. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it gets pretty windy out there. So sometimes after you pass the grandstands, it can get a little squirrely. But usually the track's pretty safe, and it's usually pretty good.
0: Yeah. Well, um, speaking of safety, I know you've got a lot of people um, in your corner. Um, walk us through your crew and who all goes racing on a normal weekend with you.
1: So usually we run um, two cars in a weekend, and um, my stepmom runs one car in Top Jackster, and then it's me racing the other. Okay. Um, my sister will sometimes come out and help, and my dad, my dad's our crew chief. So that's usually who it is if we're not racing the other cars,
0: too. So let me get this straight. You and your stepmom kicked your dad out of the driver's seat?
1: Yeah. Yep. He actually likes to help us more than he
0: likes to race. My goodness. Nicely done, Dad. <laughs> um, Dane, you got – doing your uh, stepmom, you have similar combos, or um, how does that work? I mean, can you – from a um,
1: – He actually has a 540 Pro Charger car, so – She's going a little bit faster than I am.
0: Okay, so you've got all the combos in. You've got nitrous blower, pro charger, um, yeah, all the different versions. What's your favorite Power rider of all three?
1: Um, I really do. I haven't raced the pro charger yet, um, so I don't know what that's like. But I like my blower car. It's pretty fun to be in.
0: It's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I love it. Yeah, I mean, people cannot help but notice when you pull the uh in the water box that uh there is a bad attitude back there.
1: Yeah, yeah, the lopin is my favorite part.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um so your dad is out there and he's tuning on on your car and um and your stepmom's and and you guys typically enter those top drags or races together every every weekend, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. We both, we both enter divisional and national.
0: And so does he still have a super gas car? Do you let him race from time to time or did you totally outlaw um, that for him?
1: He still has it. Um, we haven't raced it in a while. He actually just built a new pro charger car, but my stepmom has been racing that. So Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when he's actually going to get back into it.
0: Okay. Well, he's done a heck of a job, um, as crew chief and, and you've, You've done a um, an excellent job of driving, because um, I know that uh, when I talk with um, other top dragster drivers out that way, they always mention your name as as someone that they have to deal with on a on a, a week in week out basis. So um, you know you've got the whole combination down at this point.
1: I've tried. I gotta I gotta keep up with everybody else. Has got a lot of experience on me, so. I got to try my best to keep up with them.
0: Right, right. Well, I know um, on top of driving that car and th- those cars, um, what what else do you do with your time as a 20-year-old?
1: Um, I mainly try and focus on school. I, uh, I go to school in Cedar City right now for business management, hoping to take care of the family auto repair business here in Vegas. And okay. I try and focus on that and then – I do racing as well, obviously.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's that's very very cool stuff. Um, and do you have anybody that really helps you guys out from a sponsorship standpoint? Anybody that uh, you would want to point out to uh, that that has helped your program?
1: Um, we have a sponsorship from SVP. Um, they do a lot for us. Um, and then it's it's mainly just my dad too. He he sponsors us and my grandpa. That's what really runs our program.
0: Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, And so you don't, your season is not quite finished. It's wrapping up uh, for a lot of people around the country right now, but your season has a little bit left. Um, What's left for you still?
1: Um, I have the Vegas divisional in a few weeks um, since the national here doesn't have top dragster. That'll be my last race for the season so hopefully that goes well
0: the 64 car event then yes yep okay very cool and so you've got that and then that's that's the season you there's uh no more bracket racing or anything like that out there for you
1: um we might do the thanksgiving race here in vegas um but it's usually pretty cold so and we don't like to race our cars in the the cold just because it gets a little sketchy sometimes but yeah, for we're just, gonna see about that
0: one. For the rest of our listeners who aren't um, in the desert, what is cold to you, Brianna?
1: <laughs> um, like I don't know 50.
0: Oh boy oh boy that's okay not very cold, but. yeah, in Indiana, that's just that's good racing weather in Indiana. I' am just gonna tell <laughs> yeah. you um, All right, so uh hey you've had um, you know a, a great start. you've made this incredible progression. Uh, from juniors to uh, bracket racing dragsters to the top dragster class what's next what's next on your agenda and to do list next year and beyond
1: well i eventually i mean i want to try and get going a little bit faster hopefully be qualified in like maybe the top five in the at, at each of the races so i guess just progression is is the main goal for me and trying to improve each race and and learning from my mistakes.
0: Yeah, that's what we all do. That is exactly what we all do to get better and better. Um, Brianna, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate you and um, wish you well in the upcoming divisional. Everybody that was Brianna Weens. If you need her.
1: Thank you so much.
0: All right, let's put it in the beams presented by ThisIsBracketRacing.com. In the right lane, our next guest races stock, super stock, and super comp. In addition to Top Dragster, she was a killer on the IHRA quick rod circuit and was on an absolute heater this year when she won Top Dragster at VMP and then immediately run it up at ZMAX from clinton north carolina brooke warren foley brooke welcome to the show thank you i'm glad to be here yeah thanks for coming on um brooke you have had uh, quite a career already but in uh, your hot streak this summer was uh, something to talk about but uh why don't you take us back a little bit and talk about how you got started in the sport because it's a little different uh You know, um, a lot of guys do, but not every girl does. So how'd you get involved?
2: Um, Really, it started with my grandpa. He was a farmer and somehow came across racing. Um, Got started with that. Uh, Started building engines, and that's what my family does now. They own worn engines. Um, My dad started racing. Um, And my dad, he only had two girls. He didn't have any sons. So I was the closest he was getting to a boy racing. Um, <laughs> my older my older sister raced juniors up until she was sixteen, um, and really hasn't raced anymore. It's talked about maybe getting back into it. Um, I started racing juniors when I was eight. Um, raced until I was about fifteen. Then I started running, um, well, just kind of bracket racing, and then started running hot rod. Um, I had a nineteen seventy Nova that. My dad drove, um, ran hot rods for about three years, and I wanted a dragster the whole time. But my dad said, "Yeah, you got to you got to learn the basics of driving a big car first, versus coming out of a junior." Um, so I did that for about three years. Then he finally, after I bugged him enough, finally said that we would try dragster. Um, so I had a got a '99 undercover that I drove for about three years and, um, won the tournament of champions, um, 2012, finished top 10, um, 2012 for Ice Ray quick ride. Um, then we just decided we wanted to upgrade a little bit. We moved over to a newer undercover car, um, ran that car for about three years. Um, Then I got married, and my husband races as well, so started uh, running some of his dragster stuff. He had an M&M car, and the right person came about, decided we were going to sell the undercover because we just wanted to do a bunch of upgrades and just decided we were just going to get a new car. So we sold that undercover, and now we have ordered a brand-new M&M car, and I've been driving my husband's for the past two years and that's the car I've been driving in Top Dragster for right now.
0: Okay. So, um have you raced your husband head to head then in a bracket race?
2: Uh we have. We ran uh in stock we ran a stock super stock combo um race and I actually beat him. Kinda of proud of myself. <laughs> it was foot braking. top bulb is more my thing. I try and foot brake here and there and he wants me to do it but we actually had to run, and, you know, I was quite proud of him. <laughs> uh, beating him, foot-breaking.
0: Well, I'm just going to tell you, I'm happy for him that uh, you got the win. I feel like that's better um, for the household in the long run. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? <laughs> happy wife, happy life type of thing. So exactly. uh, good for him that, uh, that things didn't go quite his way down there. Um, you said, and we've got a little bit of a – connection issue it sounds like but um you, you said you've got uh, uh an m&m car on the way is that right for next season
2: yes it, we actually just got it to the shop um a few weeks ago brand new m&m car um we're just finishing up motor trans, and converter now and we'll roll it out for top dragster for next year
0: okay so walk us through um through that car is that uh, what type of wheelbase are you talking for that car
2: um it's actually 247 okay um it's the same it's almost the exact same as the car i'm driving now the one i'm driving now is a 2011 um and this is going to be a this is 2019 um but it's got the new iq3 race pack dash um it's got obviously it's got bead locks it's got all the upgraded stuff for top dragster the dual parachutes wing um all It's all black everything Okay. If it comes black, I want it black. <laughs> all um, right. <laughs> but and yeah, I'm excited about that car.
0: And then, in terms of uh, powertrain, what uh, what type of engine and uh, power um, do you have?
2: I, it's going to be worn engines. It's um, we're going to do a six fifteen all aluminum with the SR20 heads.
0: Okay. That's that's and a nice. Right now,
2: I have the I have a five eighty two, just basically bracket motor that we've been running top dragster
0: okay and then uh and then uh nitrous on top of that uh 615 is that right
2: um not to start with if you know if we need to do something a little extra we will but we're not running any nitrous right now and we haven't planned to run any maybe a pro charger in the future okay um we'll see
0: How light can you get that uh, car then, with you in it, and the aluminum big block and the whole deal? That uh, can you can you get the weight down pretty good on that?
2: Yeah, the car I'm driving now, um, it's 1925 with me in it. Okay. Um, So hopefully, and it doesn't have, it's a little bit of a heavier car, and and the motor and all is not all aluminum. So hopefully, um, yeah, we should be able to get it down a good bit doing the all aluminum and that'll help us, you know, as far as top drags are to getting faster. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, any type of weight you can take out is good. And, um, it seems like those chassis builders are always finding new ways to get weight out of it and to, to, uh, make it a little more efficient. So congrats on the new ride.
2: Thank you. We're excited.
0: Yeah. Um, well now you mentioned that, uh, your dad, um, and uh your husband so walk us through the whole crew when it when it's race day who's who's all going with you and how does that operation work
2: um my dad is a lifesaver um we like said not only you know he does all our engines he helps keep all the cars up and you know i try and help as much as i can during the week but between me you know, having my little boy and working you know three to four days a week 12-hour shifts as a nurse is kind of Gets a little tight, but um, my dad, you know, gets everything together. We get loaded up normally on like a Tuesday night before the race. We'll, me, my dad, my husband, mom, everybody will go to the shop, get everything loaded up, get everything ready, order pizza that night, just kind of make it a family deal. And then we'll be ready to leave later in the week. But once we get to the track, um, my dad and my husband. Make a game plan, talk it through, then they talk it through with me, and uh, we'll decide on you know, how we want everything. Um, and then they're up there with me, helping me. Uh, my mom's a huge help with my little boy because um, he's always with us. And you know, I have aunts and uncles and cousins and everybody at the track, so he just kind of bounced around between whoever's not
0: <laughs> racing
2: at the moment. Um, <laughs> And then my father-in-law, when he comes, too, he's a big help as well.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like the fact that um, it, it's a family thing and we order pizza and then get the get the cars loaded up into the rig. That, uh, that, that kind of sets the tone for the week. Do you think that uh, has helped the cause?
2: Definitely. I mean, making it a family affair because I'm a big family-oriented person. So, you know, making it a family affair and having all my family there Definitely, thing helps. Just keeps me keeps me calm, keeps me going. Um, so that's how actually my mom and that's how my mom and dad met. Both families raced. Yeah, my mom's family owned a racetrack, so okay. that's how they met. And their whole both sides of the family still race. So when we're all at the track together, there's about twenty of us that, that. all race or have race.
0: Or yeah, you never stood a chance. Like the addiction okay. was real.
2: Oh yeah,
0: it's I was born into it, that's for sure. I like it. Um all right. Well, uh you went on a little bit of a heater late this year. Um you um you know, you you win at VMP and then you run up at Zmax, almost knocked out two in a row. Uh tell us tell us about that and just uh your mentality going into um to that race that you won, and then then rolling that over, how how did that all shake down for you? Uh,
2: this whole year really has been probably one of my best um, years, even as far as bracket racing. Um, started you know, hitting our local bracket races um, early, and you know, being from the Carolinas, you know we can we start racing in February, right? So you know, hitting the local bracket races. Early in the year, did good. We had a little bit of a setback, hurt the motor um, early on this year, but we had a race the next weekend. My dad had it fixed, no issues. Um, Then went to the spring point at Glott, um, got down to about 12 in the 50 grander um, after we raced to about 2 o'clock that morning Mm. after some rain. Um, So that was good, and then just – kind of everything just started clicking. Everything was going right. felt like I couldn't do no wrong. Um, then we, I had been borrowing a suit um, from one of my friends, Matt Cook, um, because I just wanted to make sure that Top Dragster was something, you know, we really wanted to do. And we went to um, the National Open at Atlanta in June. Um, that's where I actually got my Top Dragster license there i made all my quarter mile passes that i needed um and they said i could race the national open that weekend so i ran that weekend i run it up um against don schieffer the first um race i ran for top dragster so that just kind of i was like you know wow i can i can actually do this It's not my
0: brooke the racing gods are worse than uh drug dealers like they know they know like the first time bam give them some success they'll come back that, uh, that's exactly well, how that works. they have
2: definitely been – racing gods have been in my favor this year, that's for sure. But, um, so we went, raced Atlanta, then we had a little bit of a break as far as top direction was concerned. Did some more bracket racing. Um, got ready to go to Virginia, and um, Matt needed his suit back to run, you know, some more PDRA stuff, which, you know, Taylor's on
1: so then I was right. like, wow, I don't really know what I'm going to do. <laughs> and I
2: was like, because it was like two days before. I was like, oh, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, thank the Lord for Jeff Strickland, because he has been a godsend as far as top drag show this year for me. Um, he happened to be at our house in between races. And, you know, he heard I needed a suit and he said i got he said i got an extra one sitting on the floor at the shop he said you're more than welcome to it so he had his wife ship it overnight all the way from alabama to me so i'd have it and i got it the day before we left for vmp um left to go to virginia parked right beside Strickland unfortunately ended up having to run him second round um, so i was kind of yeah i felt kind of a way about that just cause, you know, like
1: dang, uh,
2: if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. Right, okay, but yeah, you know, we talked about it. He said, "Let's race, let's have fun, whatever." Because he was in the, you know, world championship.
0: That's right. Point
2: lead with Danny Nelson, so uh, ended up beating him second round. But yeah, he was awesome about it. Came over, gave me a hug. He said, "Now that you beat me, he said, you got to finish this thing." <laughs> I said, "All right." So, thankfully, I did. I finished it and. He was one of the first people, other than I mean, besides my family, to come up to me and, and gave me a hug, told me how proud of me he was. Everything never mentioned, you know. Oh, I need that suit back. So then we left, went to Charlotte the very next week. Um, had to run strict again at four. Um, so then, you know, fortunately, I didn't quite get that one done. Uh, props to KB. For getting it done. That was his first national event win. So, yeah, it a long time, so. Yeah. Um, But like I said, at VMP, I just felt like, you know, I woke up that morning and I was like, it just feels good. This feels right. Okay. I was 0-1 just about every hit, double-0 a few times. Um, I just felt like everything was good. Couldn't do no wrong. Thankfully, it worked out in my favor. Um, if they could see down track. If there was a camera
1: down track, David, that's all. I'd
2: gone crazy. And I was hooting and hollering and
1: everything.
2: I was so excited. Then, so yeah, the question is did
0: you give did you give Jeff his uh suit back or is he, he's ready to take it back from you I bet by now, isn't he?
2: Uh he keeps joking, he says, We gotta run again, I don't need that suit back but right. I I still have it in the trailer <laughs> right now.
0: Yeah, uh you know,
2: he was he was awesome. He's a stand up guy, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, well, he would uh, he he was right in the mix with that thing. Danny, you know, was incredibly hot, so it was going to be tough to catch him either way. But uh, you didn't do him any favors.
2: No, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I, mean, I feel bad about that. But you know, like he said, he told me he said, let's race. And you know, if it's meant to be, it'll turn on my way, if it's meant to be, it'll turn on your way, that's right? How it played out.
0: Nah, it's very cool stuff. Um well you you mentioned the people that go along with you um and uh the fact that your dad's engine shop is a big supporter obviously. Who who else is helping you, Brooke, when you guys are running out there?
2: Um Tom and Jeff with Mickey Thompson tires are amazing. Um Pro One safety their seat belts are the coolest thing ever. Um Obviously, strict with the suit and Matt Cook um, for helping me out earlier in the year as well. Uh, Lucas Oil, Warn Engines, obviously but won't for my dad. I'd never, you know, I wouldn't even be racing. Um, so just, I mean, and just everybody around the track, their support and all the. I mean, I still have people telling me each time I go to the track, "Congratulations!" You know. You've been awesome. And that just makes you feel good. It just makes things continue.
0: Yeah. No, it makes sense. Well you've earned it this year. You've had a tremendous year. What uh what's on deck for next year besides the new car? Are you gonna run um you gonna run the, the series and try to win a championship out there or what what's the plan for twenty twenty?
2: Uh yeah, we're definitely gonna try and uh definitely gonna run top dragster again and try and At least definitely get all the divisionals, um, as many nationals as we can. be awesome to run for a championship. Um, And then just going to get everything over to the new car next year. Um, We're going to PRI in December. Um, Try and get some more sponsors, get some more help for next year and just try and market and see where things go.
0: No, I like it. Uh, well, nicely done. Brooke, thanks for coming on. You were fantastic. Um, and uh, we wish you well for next season. Congratulations on this one and wish you well for next year. That was Brooke Warren Foley.
2: Well, thank you all for having me.
0: Today's Half Track Report is brought to you by at DragRaceLawyer.com. It's brought to you like it always is by Ed Harney at DragRaceLawyer.com. Drag you do not need to call Matlock or Denny Crane. You are a drag racer. So if the need arises, you need a drag race lawyer. All right, let's get to it. Let's start with the NHRA AAA Fall Nationals at the Texas Motorplex. It was an NHRA national event that hosted the top sportsman cars. And your number one qualifier, Bob Galitti, goes 629-7 at 223 miles an hour. Um, the top sportsman cars were center stage as the top dragster cars stayed home. Um, there were 31 cars entered, so that was a pretty good field. And your winner was Cameron Wright over Bent bloomberg cameron is 10 on the tree to bent's 07 but cameron runs him down and gets his first top sportsman win at the national event so congrats to cameron wright for his win at the houston motorplex um now moving on to the pdra world finals at virginia motorsports park They, of course, compete in the elite top sportsman, the regular top sportsman, the elite top dragster, and the regular top dragster. So on the elite top sportsman side, John Benoit goes number one to the eighth mile. He goes 375 to at 201 miles an hour. Whoa, my goodness, John Benoit, that is flying um, the bump was a 705, or sorry, 4075, because they were freaking 69 cars there. It was incredibly fast, and your winner in the Top Sportsman Elite was Erica Coleman, who was always qualifying at or near the top. Uh, she beats Bruce Thrift in the final. Eric was a little bit late. Bruce was deadly on the tree, but runs. Get this. One thou under, uh, breaking out, and gives a win to Erica Coleman. So nice work, Erica, for getting that win in a super competitive, elite top sportsman field um, at the World Finals at Virginia Motorsport Park. Now, because that was the finals for PDRA, they crowned their points champion. And congrats goes to Scott Moore um, for winning the PDRA World Championship in the Elite Top Sportsman Division. Scott Moore gets it done over a closing Tim Molnar. Um, So congrats to Scott Moore for being your world champ on the PDRA Elite Top Sportsman side. On the regular side, there were, like I said, 69 cars total trying to qualify. And your number one qualifier on the regular side, get this, Good for a 408 at 175 miles an hour was Jamie Fowler. Um, And they ran an all-run field there um, for the end, and that was incredibly good for Chris Nigiers, who gets in. um, At the very end there, he would have got in, potentially gotten bumped out, but because it was an all-run, he gets in, and that was good. Um, The winner is Chad Tilly. Uh, He takes that Beretta of his and beats – Ed Foley, who had some issues in the final. So congrats to Chad for getting that win. But because Chris gets in, um, he gets those points, and he becomes the points champion um, for the regular top sportsman side over Glenn Teets. So congrats to Chris Nijers for um, winning that, winning the regular top sportsman season championship. And my understanding is that uh, Chris is – stepping things up over the winter, and my guess will be a player in the elite top sportsman side next year. Um, so congrats to everybody who put on an absolute show um, on the top sportsman side at VMP. On the dragster side, the elite top dragster, your number one qualifier, as he's been half the year at least, um, going a nine five at 196 miles an hour, Brian Bender, the bender, um, he goes number one, gets the top spot, nicely done. There were 51 cars that showed up for that um, event, so very, very cool that they had such a turnout on the PDRA side. Um, Your bump was a 4.03.8. Um, Your winner then is Michael White over Carson Brown. Uh, Michael White is 26, one above two, and Carson Brown was – 009 on the tree, but goes four above. So that gives the win to Michael White. Congrats to Michael White for winning the event. But Kellen Farmer, my man, gets the win on the point side. He is your elite top dragster world champ on the PDRA. If you remember, he was the number one episode here on the Fast Brackets podcast. He came in first, got it done. The karma is real. Nicely done to Kellen. He had some major work to do this winter or this summer. I mean, had some issues, um, had a car wreck, had to change cars halfway through and got it done. That is perseverance at its finest. So congrats to Kellen Farmer, your world champion on the elite top dragster side. On the regular top dragster side, your number one qualifier was Josh Duggins. He goes a 410 with an 8 at 171 miles an hour. Your bump spot was a 465, so still very, very quick. Nice field there. Your winner is Mike Rivas. Man, Mike Rivas was 007, dead 9 for a 16-pack over the win over Jack Trussell. So congrats to Mike Rivas. And we told you last week that Kimberly Messer on the regular 32, top dragster side, just ran away with it. She was your points champion. So congrats to all the winners and the world champs on the PDRA side. All right, let's uh, go not too far from there. Go to Rockingham, North Carolina, where the NHRA um, competed their Division II um, divisional event. And on the top sportsman side, your number one qualifier was Sandy Wilkins, um, he goes 645-1 at 213 miles an hour, absolutely flying there. There were 17 cars, uh, but that did not slow Sandy down at all. Um, your winner then goes from pole position to the winner circle. Sandy Wilkins, he is a 17-2 to above to beat Jackie Robinson in the final. Um, so Sandy Wilkins gets the win there, locks up the divisional championship, and is in a first-place National tie with Alan Firestone going into the last event of the year. Doug Crumlich is sitting two points back on the national side. We will get into that in much, much more detail next week. But uh, congrats to Sandy Wilkins for getting the D2 Top Sportsman win, um, going into first place tie, and uh, potentially getting the national championship win again. Um, on the top dragster side, Darian Bosch goes number one. He goes 6'10 with a nine at 231 miles an hour. There were 27 cars there, and your winner was Rick Bell uh, when Casey Spradlin goes red. Um, So Rick Bell gets the win, and Danny Nelson becomes your top dragster champion. My man Danny Nelson at 63 winning the world championship in top dragster, going away, doesn't even need anything uh, out in Vegas to win that thing. Somebody, please check his Miller Lite for steroids because that was an absolute show that Danny put on this year. And uh, so, congrats to all the winners there. The other cool thing that they did at Rockingham was they had the Moser suit out. Um, they put all of the classes in an eighth mile event. And David Tatum, in his top sportsman pickup, picks up the win and five grand for that one. So, nicely done to David Tatum. One of us in Fast Brackets Nation for getting the Moser Shootout win. All right, now let's go to D7. Let's talk a little points out there. So there is obviously one event left on the schedule. That's Vegas on November 7th. Um, And so trying to get the win there. um, There were 68 competitors in Division Seven this year. Um, On the top sportsman side, your number one qualifier right now in terms of points is Richard Okerman. Next is Doug Crumlich. He's 11 points behind. Bud Prius, um, who does not drive a Prius. He drives a bad Camaro. Um, He's number three. Ted Kellner is fourth, and Jeffrey Gallett is number five. Um, It appears like it is a slugfest between Rich Okerman and Doug Crumlich, for the division championship doug actually has a chance to win the national championship yet so we'll see how that shakes out um with them in vegas on the top dragster side there are 52 competitors that entered this season uh tanner Theobald is your number one points earner right now number two is Lindsay Theobald. reserve she's eight points behind. So man, within striking distance, our guy Steve Kasner is 20 points behind. It's Cody Webner Weber at 4 and Ed the Undertaker Open at number 5. So we will see how Tanner and Lindsey um duke it out and uh see about how you know family uh holidays are depending on how this all shakes out. Um, there's only one event left. It's in Vegas on November 7th, so that will decide it. Um, I'll be there, so holler at me if you will be there as well. I'd love to say hello. Um, I'll be in SEMA that week and then coming out to the track, so please holler. I'd um, like to say hello and um, you know see how this thing shakes out for the championships. All right, next week, Really, there's nothing that we're going to talk about next week from a results side because we don't have anything until Vegas. Uh, We're going to get much more detailed in with some of our winners, and we're going to talk about the top sportsman championship uh, run next week. Whoa, let's get out of the groove for just a minute and go back to the well And talk again about Stevie Fast Jackson. My goodness, he did it again. Two weeks ago, he's winning the Pro Mod National Championship. I think he gets him a cool 50K for that action. And then last week, goes down to SGMB, rolls past the 50-plus bad hombres that were trying to get down on little tires in radial versus the world, I mean, there were 50-plus dudes that hauled their rigs down there to be the baddest in the land, and guess who comes out on top one more time? So he swaps out the big slicks for the radial tires and gets it done again. I mean, with that win, he solidifies himself as maybe the baddest door slammer driver in all of drag racing right now. There is nothing that man can't wheel with the steering wheel, but – He is dominating right now in the heads-up world. He's putting on an absolute show, and it's fun to watch. Um, Give my man credit. uh, He is playing the Gap Band loud and clear and putting everyone on notice right now, so nicely done. Congrats again to Stevie Fast Jackson for winning Radial versus the World at No Mercy 10. All right, let's bring it back in and take the stripe. Guys, girls, that is the show. It is time to pull the shoots on episode number 28. Bam, there it is. We got the wind light. Producer Rob is playing Gloria. So good. Uh, It is so good. Um, If you're just tuning in, episode 9 has all the magic about Gloria and why we play it when we finish up our episode each and every week. Uh, So catch up on that if you need to. Thanks again to our special guests, Brooke Warren Foley and Brianna Weens for coming on. Next week, we will have results, points, updates, and as always, the best drivers and tech talk for top sportsmen and top dragster drag racing. Also, guys, girls, next week we have huge news about PRI. Fast Bracket Nation will be fired up to hear all the great news that we have to discuss next week. It's going to be incredible. I cannot wait. Um, Please tell all your like-minded Fast Brackets friends about the show. Subscribe on SoundCloud and also on that purple iTunes podcast app. That way you can just get it every week at 6 p.m. on uh, Wednesday Eastern time. Uh, Continue to get the word out. Welcome them to Fast Brackets Nation. You can also hit me up on Twitter at Fast Brackets. Like the Fast Brackets podcast page on Facebook, but keep it off the limiter. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Keep the rubber side down and travel safe. This episode of the Fast Brackets Podcast was brought to you by TimeslipCharts.com, mobile-friendly logbook and analysis. You can quickly enter, view, and analyze your runs from your phone or PC right in the lanes. You can analyze your season, recognize your trends, and catch your weaknesses quickly. Um, TimeslipCharts.com is a cloud-based logbook that you can use any time to track your logs, get advanced stats, and use those analytics to improve your performance. Ooh. Ooh. Ladies' day went well. I think so. I mean, they were both fantastic. Should do that more often. Duly noted, sir. Love the ladies.